0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is that, this is that Jake's back dance right here. What's up and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. He is Jake Lisko, back from injured reserve early early injured reserve we broke the locked on network protocols it's a three show minimum when you're on injured reserve don't tell anybody but we broke the protocols jake let's go back for our preview show uh jake uh, i uh it's good to see you it's it's weird not seeing you throughout the week during the season especially so it's good
0: to see your face yeah we get used to it right we we talk every day for you know, like an hour a day five days a week it's uh, you really get used to it yeah
1: so jake powering through still feeling a a little rough but uh yeah powering through uh unfortunately riley reef not going to be able to power through this sunday or next sunday or the sunday after that the bengals placed him on injured reserve on thursday afternoon and that's where we'll start we'll get to some keys to victory on today's show as well and I'll give my prediction as I get it. The Bengals lost last week. I'm up to six and seven. So it's a big week for me uh, as far as the prediction goes. Another chance, Jake, at 500. But uh, Riley Reef on injured reserve. Chidobe Awuzie on COVID-19 uh, reserve list as well. So two starters potentially out. One for sure. Two um, potentially out, though, on Sunday against the Broncos. That's uh, it's a gut punch ahead of a big game.
0: Yeah, I think the one that immediately would trigger Bengals fans here is, is Riley reef, but I'm not even sure if that's the more impactful of the two given kind of the opposition that they face the next three weeks. So say Riley reef is back in three weeks, say it's just a low ankle sprain. He got rolled up on again last week. You can see his left ankle gets hit a little bit on his last play before he leaves the game. If it's just a low ankle sprain and he's back in, in week 18, which is a week now that exists in the NFL that we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. Uh, he'll be back in time for the Browns, which is the next time the Bengals play an all-pro edge rusher. Uh, between now and then, they, they have a few weeks off. Up until this point this season, it feels like there's been an all-pro edge rusher every week. I actually looked at this today, James. Fun fact. In terms of pass rush win rate, the Bengals have faced the top eight non-Bengal pass rush win rate edge rushers in the NFL this year, because one of them is Trey Hendrickson, but the rest are Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Rashawn Gary, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Daniil Hunter, TJ Watt. They also faced Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, and Everson Griffin. I think all those guys were healthy when the Bengals played them. Those guys are all really good pass rushers. They have a few weeks off now. Frank Clark with Kansas City is going to be somebody they have to deal with. I, I think that Bradley Chubb is a pretty good player who has been injured this year. I'm not sure he's been healthy yet, but they have a few weeks here where if you need to miss Riley reef, incidentally, this is a time where that's sort of maybe survivable.
1: Yeah. and, And that's why this might be kind of calculated. Like they might, this might not be the Logan Wilson situation where it's like, oh, well, if we can get him back, we're we're going to get him back, and we don't need the roster spot. It might be, okay, let's look at our opponent. Deontay Smith is coming back and eligible to be activated this week. And by the way, spoiler, he might be activated by the time you hear this. If not, I expect him to be activated on uh, before Sunday's game. So that clears a spot for him. There's no Bosa, no Garrett on the list like you mentioned. And they do feel good, better or worse, about Isaiah Prince. And he's missed back-to-back practices with an illness, but it feels like he's going to play uh, if they need him. And it's more precautionary like it was with Joe Mixon last week. So maybe this is the time, like you mentioned. And then as far as Awuzie goes, at least Trey Waynes now has had five practices, three last week, two this week. He'll practice again Friday, barring something unforeseen. He's going to have two weeks of practice under his belt and, and he's eligible to come back. And I think he was ready to come back last week. It's just Awuzie was good to go and they didn't know what to do roster wise. Well, now they do. If he doesn't test negative twice, you just bring Waynes back. And, and technically you still have another roster spot if you need it for somebody else. So it, it it isn't ideal by any stretch, but at least they have replacements.
0: Yeah, they seem to have a lot of roster flexibility right now, which is a cop out I mean it's bad but they have roster spots like it's not a good thing but it's a silver lining I guess like they can they can kind of do whatever they want here they have three roster spots two of them probably Deontay Smith and Trey Waynes like you say I'm gonna be curious to see where they line up Trey Waynes and Eli Apple Uh, they both have played the left side this year I imagine they'll move Apple to the right side I'm guessing, I'm guessing they won't follow as much as they did with Cheeto, but that'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. I don't think they have the guy that's like, okay, Trey Waynes, you're going to follow cam Sutton. Like that isn't not cam Sutton. Uh, what's his first name? Courtland this is, Sutton. this is how, you know, but, I'm sick. But, Courtland no, Sutton.
1: No, but you're right. Yeah. Sutton. Uh, you know, in, in I, I don't necessarily like Jerry Judy's the scariest one of the bunch for me. And we can get more into that in the matchups, but like, these guys are good. I don't think they're they Like I don't know who I would have Cheeto
0: follow necessarily either. For, for me, it would be Sutton. I, I I mean, yes, Jerry, Judy, very good. Plays a lot out of the slot. Cortland Sutton, before he got hurt, was like next superstar wide receiver in the NFL, and he hasn't quite sure. been that this year, and maybe that's because, as you mentioned yesterday, the most boring quarterback in the NFL, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> i watched the show, and I'm not on it, playing for the Denver Broncos, but... Uh, Cheeto is a guy that is, is one of the best corners in the NFL this year. And, you know, battling that foot injury in the first place, had a really nice game last week. And when Vernon Hargraves had to come in, there was no resistance to Jimmy G and a lot of it was George Kittle. So a lot of that isn't on the corners, but I think there was a clear hit there when, when he went out. And so Trey Wayne's probably not as good a cover corner as Cheeto. I think we can comfortably say that Cheeto has been really good this year, yeah. but probably better than the backups playing. And so at least they get a guy back when they lose, Cheeto. these guys just aren't allowed to play together though. Right, James? Like they've played 40 snaps together this year, oh, maybe. So yeah, hopefully next week they they start to play together for the rest of the year. Yeah.
1: Bar, like I said, barring something unforeseen with Cheeto. And yes, he, by the way, there's going to be some that said, hasn't he already been on the COVID list? He has, he was during the bye week. And he was able to get off of it relatively quick, I think within less than a week. But it's already Thursday afternoon as we record this. So to me, unlikely at best. Uh, And real quick, before we dive into our keys, obviously a a big question mark this week is punt return, kick return with Darius Phillips on injured reserve. Uh, I just came from practice, Jake. And so there were three guys They were working on kickoff returns. Three guys working. It was my guy Trent Taylor was Chris Evans, my other guy. <laughs> and then I think the man of the people, the fans guy, Puka Williams. Those were the three that were primarily working. Didn't see Trent Irwin there. And I think that's interesting because if if Taylor can show, hey, I, I'm the best at kickoff returns and punt returns, then maybe you can find a way to make a roster spot for him on Sunday. Otherwise, to me, it makes sense. Chris Evans on kickoffs. Trent Irwin, assuming you have him active on punts and, and, and then that way it's easier because those guys can do other things besides just return.
0: I'm trying to remember is Chris Evans listed as a punt returner on the depth chart here or was he only a kicker? Cause I remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. He was only listed a kick returner, right? Kick returner. Yep. So I get is he still not working at punt returner
1: at all that you've seen? Not that I've seen. And he wasn't on Wednesday when we saw punt returns. Um, but which stinks, because I, I think he could be capable of it, but maybe they don't feel comfortable with him there yet. But I, I, you know how I feel about Evans. I would love to give him a try there.
0: Yeah, and the official depth chart, even though Darius Phillips now on IR, is Darius Phillips, Trenton Irwin, Tyler Boyd. Mm-hmm. But Trent Irwin hasn't been active the last few weeks. and I so know, so it's, it's weird. We'll, we'll see which way they go there. But regardless, let's just make sure they can catch the football. That's all I really care about. Catch the football, hold on to the football, don't fumble the football. Let's not have turnovers on special teams. Let's just, just like have a week without turning the ball over. But maybe we're starting to get in to keys a little bit, James. So let's go there coming up next.
1: And Super Bowl 56 is just a couple of months away. And it's at SoFi. And, well, on location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket experience package. And you can select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebrations with NFL legends, five star Los Angeles hotels, and food from the great Wolfgang Puck. Plus, you can check it all out right now, all of the details by visiting onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more info, or search Super Bowl on location. It's that simple. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. By the way, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose, right? You play fantasy sports to win because you play to win the game. Well, with Stat Hero, you can put yourself in a position to win. It's Daily fantasy the way daily fantasy should be played. You versus the house, and the crazy part is, Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play. And you can handpick the team that you want to face one on one, so you know your opponent. No hidden this player, that player. Who are they playing? None of that. No budgets. No nothing. It's simple. You see their lineup. You pick your lineup. You go head to head against the house. And right now, you can sign up for free at stathero.com/slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match That's stathero.com hero.com slash locked on use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Get there now before week 15 starts again, stathero.com hero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions to apply. I'm back. Hello, you're back. You're back. Look at that. I, I wasn't sure if you were bringing us in or I was bringing us in, so that was good. He is back. And better than ever, maybe not yet,
0: but soon. The same as ever, let's say. <laughs> Who knows? The uh, The Denver Broncos are a different team than the kinds of teams I think the Bengals have faced this year. And so when we talk keys to the game, I, th- I think they're going to be different. But the one thing that Will be the same, regardless of the opponent. Like this isn't a game script game as much to me. So in that way, I think it's different from the last few weeks. Game script always important to some degree, especially with this team with this offensive line with their strengths and weaknesses. but this week not not as crucial, in my opinion. But the thing that is constant from now until the end of the season, James, is taking care of the football. I don't care who it is that's yeah. turning the ball over. Stop it. I don't care if it's Joe Burrow throwing picks off <laughs> deflected passes or not. I don't Just care if it's it. Joe Mixon dropping the football for his first fumble in 350 snaps or whatever it is. I don't care if his guys can't catch kicks. Don't, don't do any of those things. Because when they don't, I can't remember who tweeted it. It was retweeted onto my timeline. When they don't turn the ball over, have one or fewer turnovers, they've yeah. lost one game this year. And that – makes sense right like you win the turnover battle you win the game that that's like very common sense but find a way to clean that up man last Mm -hmm. week it wasn't the offense so great keep that up now let's fix special teams right and many of our listeners i'm assuming are thinking well darius phillips won't be back there it'll be fine but now it's somebody else who hasn't returned punts in a game this year and so that you know catch the ball that that's priority one
1: well i totally agree and I love how you put it. And here's the thing like with Darius Phillips, it's like, oh, well, the grass is greener. The Bengals coaches benched him in Detroit and thought he was their best option moving forward. They see him all the time. So there, there is some concern there. Like whoever catches that first, whoever is back there, even if it is my guy. And I say that in quotes, Trent Taylor, there's going to be some like, oh, is he going to catch it? Oh, is there going to be? And he made a nice, and I posted the video at all Bengals. Um, He made a nice diving grab on a kickoff return where it was set up to make it really difficult, and he had to run up and catch it, and he did. And I think he sure-handed, but there's still going to be some question marks there. I I agree with you because when I look at the path to the Bengals getting blown out in Denver, I I don't think it's necessarily them getting down early and not being able to come back. It's them beating themselves with like four turnovers where Patrick Sertain has a pick six. There's a fumble here. There's this, there's that. Other than that, like it's kind of strength on strength. Like the Bengals are good against the run. Denver really, really wants to run. I'm not really scared of Teddy Bridgewater and he is boring. And it's probably why I didn't like him that much pre-draft. And I know everyone kind of loves him, but he's just, eh, he's okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so there's that we'll get to the receivers in in that part. But, uh, if they take care of the ball, they should be fine. Now you want to talk about game script. I, I do think there is a scenario where if you jump up on Denver, Teddy B regardless of the weapons, is not coming back. So there is that, I guess. But uh, yeah, as far as like needing to to get the lead so you're not worried about like Joe Burrow getting pummeled and having to throw it 52 times, I, I don't think that that part of the game script is there this week.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know, some of the reasons the game script has gone off the rails the last couple of weeks is because of the turnovers. So they do very much go hand in hand. And we've seen what happens to this offensive line when they have to protect straight pass straight pass, straight drop back passes. It hasn't been pretty. But this is a bit of a different pass rush beast and a bit of a different offense that they're going against. And and like you said, I, I think Denver wants to run the ball with Gordon and with the the rookie from UNC, right? What's his name? Javante Williams. That's right. I knew it was Williams. Yeah. I have but, him
1: on one of my fantasy teams. And sorry, Bengals fans, he will be in my lineup this week. I don't know if he's going to play well, but I'm just admitting it, which I think takes courage for me to do on the Locked on Bengals podcast. I really don't know why I just did that, but I did. It doesn't mean I'm rooting for him, by the way. I'm just saying he's on one of
0: my fantasy teams. I traded Melvin Gordon away preseason because I thought Javante Williams was going to take all the snaps this year, but he's still, they're, they're really splitting. a, a it's 50, tandem. 50. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But, but looking at this Denver defense, people like to talk about the secondary of this Denver defense and, and Joe Burrow coming off a really nice game, despite some people in the comments section who insist that he should have thrown five interceptions or something last week, which is a bit ridiculous, but uh, you you know, I'm very willing at this point to take Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd against anybody. Patrick yeah. Surtain, very good. Excited to see Surtain and Chase go up against each other. When they played each other at Alabama LSU in 2019, they actually mostly got Jamar Chase on digs in that game and not Sertain. They they actually avoided that matchup. I don't know who was avoiding it, if it was LSU or if it was Alabama, but They only had a few snaps against each other. So if we see some of that, I think that'll be fun. But T Higgins has really come on the last few weeks. And I don't know if we're talking about it enough, but T Higgins, you know, three straight 100 yard games, obviously is, is more than a bona fide weapon on the other side, outside with Jamar chase. And and you, you obviously can't forget about Tyler Boyd. So Patrick Sertain, Ronald Darby and and one of the Fullers Kyle Fuller is a slot corner in Denver players that have had nice careers who have been a bit up and down this year but if the Bengals can protect and you certainly expect them to protect a little bit better this week than last week when they gave up pressure on nearly 50 percent of Joe Burrow's dropbacks you would think that Joe Burrow these weapons can get it going and just another thing to just throw in. Not to get too far ahead of myself here. This is another game where Joe Mixon should be able to get going. We said it a couple of weeks ago against the Chargers, didn't work. Mm-hmm. But this is another defense that's had its issues against the run.
1: Yeah, a couple things. Um, if they're going to play man, and that's obviously they they feel confident in that. Good luck. Like that's that's if if you're the Bengals, you've seen all this zone. You you had to go against it in. You slowly have have inched your way towards being really productive, and you're right. T. Higgins, first Bengals receiver, not Jamar Chase, to have back to back to back 100 yard games since A.J. Green. So uh, good for him. You know he's playing well. He's playing at that level. I think people expected at the beginning of the year, but because Chase exploded and then he got dinged up, it just didn't happen. Um, this Bengals offense, again, I'm going to say it: 30. I expect 30 points a week. I just do. And when you have, especially if they're in man, are you serious? Who the hell is going to guard Tyler Boyd one-on-one? And then who the hell is going to guard Jamar Chase one-on-one? And then Tiggins one. One of those guys is going to be open. And then on like the, let's say 20% of the time they're not, right? 10% of it, maybe pressure's there early or, or whatever. And, and you need Joe to, to dump it off to one of the running backs. Or maybe CJ Uzama's open. Or maybe you know one of these other guys is uh, maybe it's Chris Evans who I really think can give them something, some juice in that backfield when Mixon is out. That Samaj P. Ryan didn't, so uh, we'll see if that happens, and we'll uh, we'll continue our keys to victory. That was more so who's who are they going to guard? Nobody type Ghostbusters uh, key for me, but uh, I got to tell you about bet online right now because the the line has shifted. Jake mentioned it. A pre-show Denver favored by two and a half now, according to betonline.ag. So maybe it's the time to jump on the Bengals, or maybe you think that the Broncos and Teddy B, they're going to take down Joey B. Either way, right now, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the sports action this season, whether it's big boxing, fights, UFC, NFL, NBA, and you can check out their new updated website right now on your phone. Or computer, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag with promo code LOCKED ON. So check them out right now. Whether you want to bet on Joe Burrow, who again is not favored to win comeback player of the year, but if you look at some of those stats, has a shot at it depending on how the next month goes, you can do that and so much more in one spot. BetOnline.ag again, use promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on
0: your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. You know why I'm back today, James? My, oh. my diet in the last two days has been built Bars and soup. Note that I'm not claiming that built Bars have any medical benefit, but built Bar can get you through the holiday season, whether it's you need some extra fuel to, to get to the mall and deal with your holiday shopping, your last minute Christmas shopping, or you just need to get to the gym and you just need a little bit of help to power through those heavy round metal things that they call weights. Built Bar has you covered and they taste delicious. The coconut brownie chunk has been keeping me going the last couple days with those real pieces of brownie that I always talk about. But maybe you like cookies and cream. Maybe you prefer a peanut butter brownie or one of the many flavors Jane's is holding up if you're watching on YouTube. Raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, covered in 100% real chocolate by the way. Tastes like a candy bar. It sounds like I'm describing a candy bar, right? But if you've never heard of them before, it means you're, the first, you're a first-time listener to the Locked on Bengals podcast. So I'll tell you about it. They've got tons of protein, very little sugar, very little fat, low on calories, all this despite being covered in that real chocolate. Go to Bilt.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com
1: Jake one of the the big concerns last week especially in the second half and, and one of the the refreshing things i guess was that the Bengals were able to generate a pass a pass rush without him but Trey Hendrickson and uh watched him on Thursday was joking around with Sam Hubbard moving stretching uh jogging going through position drills so looked good and uh you know that's part of it uh, is i i joked about you know Teddy Bridgewater being boring and without looking at the stats, and maybe you have, like turnover-worthy stuff, it feels like he just plays it safe. Like he's going to throw it away on 3rd and 15. If if there's nothing there, he's not going to take the risk. He'll, he'll, he'll take the sack or he'll throw it uh, you know, into the 7th row. And so if you get a little heat on him, maybe you can force him into some mistakes. Not that he doesn't make them anyways, but uh, I, I do think that that's part of it. It's not like he's going to give you – you know, four to five, you know, jump balls and force the ball down the field type stuff. And I I think if you get some heat on them, uh, maybe that'll change, but it's going to be hard to do the way they rely on the run game and use their running backs and tight ends and and dump offs and things like that.
0: Yeah. The Broncos are this team that I'm like, how are they seven and six? You look at the roster, they have some players for sure. I don't mean to sound disrespectful. I think like they have some very clearly talented players on the roster, but their their quarterback is a guy who's who's not so good. He's very average. Definition of average is Teddy Bridgewater, and doesn't really make make it happen. You know the way Joe Burrow makes throws and make you go wow that that are those big time throws to use pro football focuses language. Yeah, Teddy he he can do it. He's okay throwing the ball deep, but let's just compare. For, for for the sake of comparison here, between Joey B., who's one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL this year, despite a little bit of a lull recently, to Teddy Bridgewater. Joe Burrow has attempted 54 passes, targeted 20-plus yards downfield. He has 22 big-time throws on those passes and five turnover-worthy throws. On those passes, Teddy Bridgewater has attempted fifty passes twenty plus yards downfield that's only four less has only thirteen big time throws that's just a little bit more than half and has six turnover worthy plays, which is one more so he's he's putting the ball in more risk, not putting the ball where it needs to be and what does that tell you is is that Teddy for all of his abilities and and for whatever he's he is, is just not as accurate as Joe Burrow in the deep part of the field. And that also pertains to the intermediate part of the field. And so is this going to be another week where it's contained the run, which the Bengals have been very good at this year, except for the Browns game. And to some extent last week against the 49ers, although I thought they played it relatively well and tackle, keep the ball in front of you and tackle or, you know, is the Cheeto Awuzie absence something that will potentially get exploited? Because the Broncos do have guys that can beat you downfield if Teddy puts the ball where it needs to be.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. They do, and that's the thing is, like, it, it feels like the only thing missing from their offense is a a Joe Burrow or a, a quarterback that can be this playmaker and get the ball down the field. I I actually think Sutton has flashed. I think part of it is is their ceiling as an offense. Well, there is a ceiling to the offense, I guess, because of of Teddy Bridgewater and the way he plays. And that's why I've gone back and forth this week about this prediction, because I I think their defense is good. I think their secondary is really good. So strength on strength. And then on the other side, run game. That's what they're going to be relying on. And while I I trust that the Bengals can slow that down, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't make any mistakes or, or many mistakes, um, th- then you know, I-, I think it could be one of those close, ugly, weird games that could go either way. And by the way, you are on the road, and while the Bengals have been good on the road, there's that too. So there- there's a lot of it- – it's a weird game, and, and I think it's a, a-, a weird game that uh, is hard to project. I, I will say this before – because we're not getting to it yet, I don't think. But I don't think the Broncos are just going to kick the hell out of the Bengals. I don't think this is a 41-16 Cleveland runs all the same way. Cleveland ran all over the Bengals. I don't think that's going to happen. Watch it happens now. Um, but but I, I could see it going either way. So uh, I'm sure you have another key or two before I get to my prediction.
0: Well, I think we can just talk We're about some of the so, some of the matchups, right? Because while on paper this isn't a team that would scare you as a generic football team, the receivers are kind of scary without Cheeto. The the Bengals corners without Cheeto in coverage leave something to be desired. So they're going to have to be very disciplined in zone. I know Eli Apple's been a lot better lately, but we haven't seen much from Trey Wayne's this year. And what we have seen from Trey Wayne's has been okay, but he's also gotten beat deep. I feel like in in both of the games he played. So you know how are these guys going to hold up? Is Jesse Bates going to continue to play well? Maybe you know, I hear he's doing extra work trying to catch the ball in practice, try to try to catch the ball. If that interception opportunity arises, what kind of player are they going to get out of their linebackers? Because the, the Broncos do have these guys that are like their skill positions. They haven't been as productive as the Bengals guys, but no. George fan is a freak athlete at tight end. Right. No fan, Noah Fant. man. Okay. It's George Kittle. I have an excuse. Not- yeah. Uh, uh, Sutton we talked about, Jerry Judy we talked about, even Tim Patrick Tim is, is like friend. a yeah. fine number three. Not not somebody yep. you put up against a Bengals three, right, or, or even their four, including tight end. But th- these guys are talented, in some cases yeah. freak athletes that, that can win one-on-one matchups. And so, I, you know, there's a real wild card that is how is Teddy Bridgewater going to play and how mm-hmm. will the Bengals do in containing the run because this isn't Cleveland's offensive line, but they have some good players, right? Garrett Bowles, Mm -hmm. uh, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, Quinn Miners. like These are all guys that, besides Bowles maybe, who's turned it around a little bit and is is playing pretty well, not as well as he did last year when he earned his extension, but is at least an average left tackle. These are all guys that you probably like to have on the Bengals. Even Bobby Massey, their right tackle, probably all guys that would be upgrades for the Bengals. But not not a Browns quality run blocking offensive line, especially. And while they're good, you have to have a little. I have to have a little bit of faith anyway in DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Sam Hubbard, et cetera, in in being able to defend the run and then making Teddy beat them. Mm-hmm. And then if you get there, then that's where it becomes really wild cardish. I will say that the one other thing I mentioned before the show that I haven't brought up yet, I think, is that. These are the two teams that by PFF strength of schedule measurement have the two easiest strength of schedules in the NFL. So far Bengals at 32 Broncos at 31. So two, seven and six teams that have played easy schedules could, could be a a very much a toss up. But, but for me on paper, this is one where if the Bengals can't win this game and I'm not saying they like should win this game or anything like that, but if they can't win this game, then, you know, maybe they're not a playoff team anyway, with the way Joe Burrow is playing right now, like they need to be able to win this game if they want to get to, obviously, because of the playoff implications or try to win a game in the playoffs. And and if they don't, that might be the nail in the coffin to some degree. There might be some slim chances after that, but it gets a lot harder if they can't win.
1: It does. And so a couple of things. I, I think this... I've said this a couple times this year, I think, but it's been such a roller coaster of a year that it didn't hold true necessarily because I still don't necessarily know what the Bengals are. I think Sunday might tell us what we need to know because look, the Broncos might make the playoffs. Maybe they beat the Bengals. Guess what's going to happen in that wild card round? They're going to get their ass kicked. That's what's going to happen. I'm just letting you know now. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times with these teams that, you know, nine and seven type teams that make it. And that might be the Bengals, by the way, people might be saying, man, they haven't won a playoff game in your lifetime. You're just describing the Bengals too. Maybe, but I just, I know this Broncos story. And so I look at a couple things because it does feel strength on strength as we went over. Yeah. The Bengals are dealing with a, a couple of injuries, but they should be able to overcome overall. I think they should be able to overcome not having Riley reef. Again, there's no boats on the other side and it is a loss and it is a downgrade. It's not the worst thing in the world. This secondary, at least they're getting Wayne's back. At least they're not banking on Vernon Hargraves necessarily. And I'm assuming they're getting him back, but I think they're going to get him back Uh, if if Cheeto is out. and I expect him to be out probably at this point. Um, So is it the worst thing in the world? No, it's not ideal. Not the worst thing in the world. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater, probably not going to hang 40 on you. That's good. Uh, Joe Burrow, the way he played last week, maybe he's going to get into a zone. Right, where he's this is how he, he he's going to play for the next month because they really need him to if they're going to make the playoffs. Honestly, I think that they're going to need that. And the difference, and I was really critical of Zach. Do I think he's going to be out coached this week? Do I think this coaching staff is just going to get out coached because it's going to be offensive mind versus a defensive mind? I don't think so. I, I really don't. I, I think that Zach Taylor can win that matchup <laughs> as we look at matchups. And so that's why the more I think about it, you you say you're not sure if this is a game the Bengals should win. If they're a playoff team, they damn well should win it. And I think they have the talent to win it, even with their injuries. I think they have a quarterback that's significantly better than the opposing quarterback. They're going up against a defense that, yeah, it's a good secondary, not a crazy pass rush. And so they should be all right there. So I'm taking the Bengals. Call me foolish. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe I'm going to fall to six and eight and never get back to 500 ever again. This is probably my last shot at doing so prediction wise. I'm going to take the Bengals. They don't get to that 30 point mark, but if you're going against Teddy B, you don't need 30. I wish that rhymed because that would be fun. 27-20. The Bengals win. They improve to eight and six and they keep pace in the
0: AFC playoff race. Or claw back into it a little bit, maybe keep pace. They have also. the same record. They, yeah. Well,
1: well, they have the same record as is you know the seven seed. So a win in the AFC, it's uh, that's huge. Keep in pace, it definitely helps.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those. This this is a Joe Burrow game, right? This is a Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than you've had in Cincinnati since Carson Palmer, maybe since Boomer Esiason, maybe since Ken Anderson, relative to his peers. We, we, we spent an entire segment, an entire 10 minutes earlier this week, gushing over how good Joe Burrow has been this year. And this is one of those games where if you can protect and, and the team doesn't disintegrate around him again, as it has in, in varying fashions in the last two weeks, Joe Burrow should be enough for, for the Bengals, enough of an edge, I mean, for the Bengals to win this game, not to take anything away from the Broncos. But Joe Burrow seems like the guy, right? And we don't necessarily talk about that a ton. I mean, we talk about Joe Burrow a ton. But if he's the guy, and, I, and he's shown us every indication that he is this year, this is a game that he wins. The team just yeah. needs to not implode. And they've done that yeah. a little too much lately. We'll be back on Sunday. After the Bengals play the Broncos, another 4 o'clock Eastern start, our favorite, but we'll be back shortly after with a game recap our takeaways. Until then, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one.